Imagine if someone told your boss, forced your boss with authority over your boss, whoever you know pays your paycheck, told them they have your boss has to pay you and your fellow employees a whole bunch more money. Sounds great, right? Hey, I'll take more money. Let's say your boss, though, is just barely scraping by, basically hardly making any money at all. Then what happens? He pays you more, either goes out of business, so then you lose your job, or he has to start letting people go so he can afford to pay the people that he still... It wouldn't really make sense, would it? Be like, hey, uh, actually, nobody wins here. I mean, anybody would be excited about that person forcing your boss to pay you more money if ultimately it means you or your colleagues are going to lose your jobs or get paid less or get fewer hours. That's exactly what's happening here on Washington State with people who work on farms. And this all is a result of a Washington State Supreme Court ruling that is a lose-lose for everybody except the lawyers that litigated it. And of course, they say it's the greatest thing in the world. And people who don't understand economics and aren't connected with this think it's a great thing. Sounds like a wonderful thing. But for workers, for farms, for your food supply, none of those things win. Joining me right now, welcome back, by the way. This is The Farming Show here on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. And joining me right now, Scott Dilley. Uh, with the Washington State Dairy Federation. He has a long background in agricultural labor issues, even predating his time with the Dairy Federation. We've talked, Scott, with you about this issue um, before, as before the court made this ruling. You know, a couple months ago, at least, I want to say it was, we were here on the program talking about what might they decide, and there are some reasons for concern, reasons for optimism. Well, in, in a lot of ways, this ruling that came down this week is the worst-case scenario for workers. It's the worst-case scenario for your food, our you know, food system and, and, and keeping food production local and, and here in the state and here in our country. It, it's, a, it's a terrible, terrible situation that we find ourselves in. Explain what happened. Well, yeah, first of all, thanks, Dylan, for having me on. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was a year ago, roughly, that oral arguments were made in this case. And it took our state Supreme Court that long to hand down a five to four decision uh, that was uh, essentially a, a loss for Washington agriculture. And uh, what the court said in its decision is they they took our state constitution and our state law, which uh, had an, an overtime exemption uh, for farm workers in it. And they said that that law, at least as it applies to dairy, uh, does not pass, at least not currently, pass constitutional uh, muster. So in effect, uh, well, the, the immediate effect of the opinion is that uh, dairy farmers need to pay their workers time and a half for every hour that the worker works over 40 hours in a work week. Overtime. Overtime. Like a lot of people are familiar with it. It it imposes the time and a half standard of of overtime pay on 
uh, on uh, like for for dairy workers. And the court, in its opinion, laid the groundwork very clearly for this to apply to the rest of agriculture. So uh, it it would be very easy for those you know the attorneys you mentioned, you know the 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 folks who represented uh, the plaintiffs in the case to go out and find a few more plaintiffs and get this to be applied to uh, all sorts of other commodities as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a horrible, horrible ruling, and uh, we're uh, just extremely disappointed in in what the court handed down uh, this past week. And you talk about those lawyers. We're talking about the extremists, the, the activists at Columbia Legal Services here in Washington, um, as well as the activist labor organizations that support them, uh, United Farm Workers, FUJ, etc. They're the ones supporting this. And, and I think a lot of people out there in the public don't understand what's really going on here. They, they're saying, well, yeah, isn't it fair that people get paid overtime? You know, hey, I get overtime for my job. Why shouldn't someone else get overtime? How do you answer that person who may not know anything else about this whole situation? Well, you know, the overtime exemption for agriculture exists under federal law and it has existed under state law for at least 60 years. So it's not like this is some something new. This is a a very uh you know sort of old you know time tested um you know exemption because farmers tend to grow you know crops uh they're you know or or do animal husbandry practices you know milk cows take care of livestock and um it, it that's not the same as making widgets right this is not yeah. a manufacturing environment this is an environment where you 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 have you know you as a farmer and as a farm worker um are there dealing with nature and constant change and so uh having just a a strict schedule and all of that like you would have at a, on like on a shop floor in a manufacturing environment or an office environment doesn't happen in agriculture and congress has recognized that and our state legislature recognized that but apparently our state supreme court did not recognize that now they say in their ruling that not uh, forcing or not requiring overtime for for seasonal um, you know agricultural jobs um, is unconstitutional. What, what ultimately was the reason that they said that it is unconstitutional? I know we've talked about in the past, there are a few different things, a couple of which are, you know, that, that dairy, working on a dairy farm is dangerous. And then there were also arguments made about uh, this overtime exemption for f- people working on farms having racist roots. Were any of those, were those things part of the court's ruling? decision yeah, yeah and if if people read the opinion they'll they'll see uh, some some kind of you know rabbit trails uh you know they talk about some of the interpretations of the 14th amendment uh from cases back in the 1860s and 70s they you know they they talk about some of the uh uh problems with you know regarding um you know like workplaces and uh and especially the concurring opinion uh deals uh, more so with um, you know issues around uh, the the workforce, but it's just gosh, what what they 
bottom line was the the court applied a a reasonable basis test. It, it said they said in the first part that. Uh, these types of overtime exemptions do involve privileges and immunities under the state constitution. And then they said when the legislature makes these kinds of exemptions, it needs to do so uh, using reasonable grounds, not just a rational basis. So, you, you know, the and, and in this case, uh, there were no reasonable grounds presented to preserve the ag overtime exemption as it applied to dairy. So what that means is the the court just doesn't defer to the legislature uh, on whatever rationale it wants to use. The, the legislature had to have come up with a very you know, reasonable argument in both theory and fact to justify wh- you know, why it did what it did. It sounds to me... The way you're explaining that, and that's very complicated, and th- this is why I could never yes. make it in the legal world. I could never be a lawyer because it just makes my brain hurt. But basically what you're saying is e- even if there is a rational argument for whatever, there's a technicality here that you know it doesn't quite meet their burden of proof to, to allow it. it, it it's, I, I think that's a that's a very fair way of saying it. So yes. it's like, hey, we we've got a great you know argument to be made for this. This makes sense, but on a technicality, that argument isn't good enough. Um, so we're going to say, well, we've got to reject this. Uh, back to you know one of the arguments, and and by the way, we're talking with Scott Dilley right now with the Washington State Dairy Federation. He's their communications director. He has a lot of background in agricultural labor issues, and we're talking about this ruling that's just a lose-lose for farm workers, uh, for our food system, and for farms uh, from the Washington State Supreme Court forcing overtime pay uh, for folks in in these seasonal uh, agricultural jobs. Scott, one of the arguments, again, was that, well, uh, working on a dairy farm is, and these aren't my words, this is this is from the people talking about it, are, is, quote, extremely dangerous. Is that true? They're also they're saying it's extremely dangerous, and if you work overtime, then somehow magically the same job becomes even more dangerous, even though you're doing the same job. Yeah, and that's the line of reasoning the the court adopted. And I would simply point back to the fact that the legislature has already addressed workplace safety issues and workplace hazards uh, under the Washington Industrial Safety and Health Act. So it's a separate set of law, and that is the law that governs workplace safety. Um, and then, you know, you have uh, another set of laws dealing with, you know, these wage and hour practices, uh, you know, minimum wage, yeah. overtime, paid sick leave. That's a different thing. And the court uh, believed that these two things are somehow intertwined. And I would say that we can have safe workplaces and still have an overtime exemption, that the two things are not linked. But again, that's not what well, five <laughs> justices on the Supreme Court believe. And, and that's that part doesn't make sense to me. Where is that legal argument that basically what they're saying is that if your job is more dangerous, then you should be um, legally 
not based on supply and demand or what the workplace, you know, what, what the workforce market is, but based on a legal argument, you should be entitled to overtime or not. So basically, you know, people could be working their butts off, but if it's a super safe job, then maybe they wouldn't have said that they needed to be paid overtime. How does that fit with the overall <laughs> argument of fairness in this? Because to me, you know, it, it, whether someone makes overtime or not, shouldn't have anything to do with how dangerous or not a job is, at least in the legal sense. You know, if an employer right. needs to do that to attract employees, if they're able to do that because of the bottom line, you know, if they're asking people to work overtime, it means significantly more money, say, into a business's um, uh, bottom line, then okay. But that's not at all the case here. It just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I, I, Dylan, I understand you, you, you make a great point and I, I agree. Um, uh, but you know, we have five justices on the Supreme court who thought differently. And, you know, what's so frustrating about this case is, you know, Thursday morning farmers woke up, they were following the law the same way they've been doing and their parents and their grandparents have been doing for at least 60 years. Right. And then five justices on the Supreme court said, you know what, guys, you haven't been doing this right all along, and suddenly um, you need to to uh, to to change your practices overnight. Boom! It's like um, it was basically an employment law earthquake that that hit agriculture. Well, and again, uh, and, if it, yeah. it realistically actually helped workers, if it made sense, if it was good for the food system, any of that, then I think we'd be having a different conversation. It would well, still be and, challenging, but the bottom sure. line is the the, and, the realistic outcome here is workers, you know, farms are going to have to be able to say, well, sorry, you can't work past 40 hours anymore. Uh, sorry, uh, you know, we don't have work for you potentially anymore because we may have to scale back. We're, we're going to automate your position. Uh, we're going to mm -hmm. get robot milkers now which is literally what's happening in the dairy industry anyway uh, this is just going to accelerate those jobs being cut this is a lose-lose yeah it, it definitely uh takes away some flexibility uh you know where whereas before you may have to you may have the ability as, as a farmer to have a crew come in and uh work some flexible hours Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And now you have to change your your management practices and and try to figure things out um, in terms of you know uh, now with with overtime pay involved you got to think well you know how you know do I have the money to uh, to have people come in and and work you know hours that they used to work all those kinds of things every dairy farmer now is facing this reality where they have to you know figure out you know put put you know, pencil to paper and go, how, how yeah. do I do this? How, how, how does this pencil out? Who works when, what do I do? Because, you know, the cost of labor just went up yep. substantially well, overnight the, because of judicial fiat. Yep. Right. And the, and the activist assumption is, well, there's more money. These farmer farmers are bringing in big profits and they need to share that more equally. <laughs> Again, I'm just paraphrasing probably what goes through right. their brains. They need when to share that more equally with their workers. The other reality here is when margins are razor thin, if there's any margin at all, you still have on a dairy farm operation or any farming operation, any business really, if you start thinking about it, you have a set amount of work that still has to be done and you have a set amount of resources, money to be able to pay for that work. Now they're mm -hmm. saying that same amount of work is going to cost you 
more to accomplish. So what has to happen to do that? You have to mitigate that cost because it's not like there's just magically more money that's going to be coming in to cover this. So what do you do to adjust? You're going to have to drop people. You're going to have to drop hours. You're going to have to, who knows what you're going to do. So money doesn't just magically appear to pay these people in farms budgets because the Supreme Court says so. Right. And farmers can't pass those increased costs on to uh, on the consumers. It doesn't happen that way in agriculture. So yeah, that would be another argument. Probably people would, oh, I just charge more for your milk. Yeah, well, and, good luck with it, that. You know, right. farmers, if farmers were able to do that, they would have been doing a long time ago. Um, right. Scott Dilley with the Washington State Dairy Federation. We just have a minute or two left here, Scott. But real quick, I do want to mention what may be one of the most scary parts of this entire ruling, and it's not really settled yet. But you mentioned earlier, you know, farmers waking up um, a couple days ago here, they've been trying to follow the law all along, and now they're being told they're they haven't been following the law. It's this potential for retroactive payments going back as far as three years, three years. saying, well, you were following the, what the law was at the time, but we changed our minds and said the law wasn't good enough. So now you have to pay millions of dollars in back pay. Explain what, what could right. happen here. So in the majority opinion, uh, the court did not address uh, whether uh, this ruling would apply from that day forward or if people could go back and try to claim three years of, of back wages that are owed. Under, under Washington law on, on these wage and hour type cases, uh, usually you can go back three years. So uh, there is a, a possibility now that uh, that well, farmers uh, could owe up to three years of of back overtime wages that they didn't know and their workers didn't know uh, were owed because everyone was following the law back then. But now uh, it it very well could be that employers are on the hook for having to go you know back in you know look back in yeah. time and 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 pay out those wages yeah. if the plaintiffs' attorneys have their way. And that. I think quicker than anything with this ruling is going to push local family farmers out of business. Yeah. it Because it, where will they come a, up with the money to pay that? It's talked about like it's back pay, like it's owed to these people, yet it's not pay that was legally required at the time. Farmers were doing what they were supposed to do by the law, yet they still could. And again, we'll see what the decision ultimately is on this issue, could be penalized in the many millions of dollars Mm -hmm. for that right it's just not yeah it's not fair and uh it's, are you hearing it's from farms really, how are they preparing to potentially take that hit what what would they do <sighs> uh, they i i think folks are just at this point they're they're shocked and they're they're terrified mm -hmm. because i mean what what do you do when you've been doing the right thing all along and you've been doing the right thing, the fair thing for yourselves and for your workers and for your communities. And then something like this happens where, you know, a, a few people, at least in this case, the, the state Supreme Court say, you know what, you haven't been doing the right thing all along. It's 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 insulting. It's it's disrespectful and it hurts. It really, really hurts. So, um, yeah, it's it's just yeah. It, like I, I said, I, I, I can't emphasize enough. It was a disappointing ruling. And, yeah, um, and disappointing, very being, disheartening, 
disappointing being the understatement maybe of the yes. week, even though it's 2020. So uh, there have been a lot of understatements <laughs> yeah. out there with as crazy as this year has been. And this is just another one uh, kicking folks when they're down. Scott Dilley with right. the Washington State Dairy Federation uh, helping explain some of this here on the Farming Show uh, this morning. Thanks so much for your time, Scott. And I oh, think that the story isn't over. We're going to have to keep talking about what ends up happening with all this. Definitely, definitely. So 